Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two spooky movies a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into anything, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. Just a couple of scary podcasts, additional content that we have over there. Totally scary. Kind of scare the pants off you. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're very sensitive, don't go over there. It's so scary for $5 a month. But don't worry. Everything's completely safe here on our free product. So don't worry. Totally safe. Ooh. But <gasps> ah, that, was la- that was Tuesday, Nathan. Come on. Sorry. But, I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, today we're going to be talking about 1944's The Uninvited, and that's directed by Lewis Allen. Uh, it is about a brother and sister couple that buy a house together. It's such a bit weird like dynamic in the household. Yeah, but for a good chunk of time, I thought they were married, and then it dawned on me, like, oh, wait, they're brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not really sure the dynamic, but you know, it's the forties. That's just how people lived back then. But people didn't think about it that way. They're like, Oh yeah, it's nice to have a brother and sister living together. You know, a nice 1944 Alabama household, not a big deal, but the way it is, (laughs) but no, it is a, I would consider this is a ghost story. Um, It's not, it's very light on the horror elements. It's not super scary. I would consider it this is like a very uh upper crust type of horror movie like a very classy yeah type of horror movie the the way i took it while watching it it's like watching a classic hollywood you know a movie with that just happens to have a ghost in it like it, it feels like um i know i read online very comparable to this but I, even when i watched it alfred hitchcock's rebecca early hitchcock it definitely has that feeling here and that's appropriate because one of the behind the scenes of this is that Alfred Hitchcock actually gave some advice to mm. uh, the people working on this movie, which is why there is kind of like a, a little bit of a Hitchcockian element to it. It's not, mm. there is a mystery to this movie and that's kind of like the main reason of like, why, why is this ghost haunting this house? But mm-hmm. so there is that kind of element to it. So there is a mystery, which is definitely has uh, Alfred Hitchcock's DNA all over it. So um, it's, uh, like I said, it's about a brother and sister that are just happened to be cruising along. They see this nice house and they're like, oh, let's just, let's just think about buying this house. We can just live here. And mm-hmm. when they go there, they meet the owner of the house. Um, and it's an older man with his granddaughter and the older man is very keen on selling the house fast and cheap. Yeah. Pretty much, which it's a, this humongous house that he's willing to take for 1,200 pounds or $1,200, <laughs> which yeah. is. It is still nothing it, in today's money. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have $1,000, you, you might be, you'll be able to live in your apartment for uh, one month, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I, I love the um, the main character's reaction. Um, well, that was uh, Ray, Ray Milan. That's yeah, the Ray, actor. Yeah, Ray Milan's the actor and he's playing Rick. Um, but I love Rick's reaction of like, oh, really? You're going to sell it for that much? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I will. Uh, I guess since you brought him up, Ray Milan does play the lead 
Oscar winner, best actor, can winner, best actor as well in this movie. That and then he won the Oscar that year too for the for Lost Weekend. That was that same year. Oh, it was the same year. You know, I knew that, but I didn't realize I didn't connect that. That's really cool, actually. Which the Lost Weekend is like, um, that's one of my favorite movies. I I love that movie. I think he's fantastic in that. Yeah, it's it's a really good. uh, I I mean, he's good in this movie. I mean, there's not really. There's not really a bad actor. I mean, everyone does a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, it's uh, Don- Donald Crisp is also in it, who plays the old man, which he was. He won the Oscar for How Green Was My Valley. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it, it's classic Hollywood acting. I mean, there's definitely a different style to it, but I think everybody here is really likable, really cool. Um, and it, and the young daughter that you're talking about was played by uh, Gail Russell, who is kind of more known for her death than anything which which i read about before i watched this movie and it's kind of weird watching this movie being a ghost story and she died really young she died in her 30s so Mm -hmm. it's it's a very interesting presence to the movie yeah that's actually one of the main elements i wanted to talk about and like one of the anecdotal stuff of this movie um Mm -hmm. because gail russell she does play the granddaughter of the uh of the house homeowner and her whole she's really fixated on this house because her mom was one of the last owners of this house and her mom ended up having a really tragic death and there's a lot of mystery surrounding it and she kind of has this hang up with the house where she really doesn't want it to be sold or she doesn't and she really wants to be inside of the house Mm -hmm. and but gail russell though uh well, let, we'll talk about the movie and then we'll get, I guess we'll dip into the behind the scenes of it. Cause I don't want to, yeah, yeah. but, but uh, anyway, so yeah, they, they finally do get the house and the, the, the owner is kind of like the commander, they call him commander beach, Donald crisp. And they, mm-hmm. he kind of says, Oh, you know, I don't know anything about any, you know, he's like, I don't know why they, they're, they're a little hesitant of why he's willing to sell it so fast, but they're really kind of blow past that fact. And mm-hmm. when he does, when they do finally go in there, uh, everything seems to be fine at first. And, but one of the weird things is, well, first, like they say, like how animals react to ghosts and they do have a dog at first in this movie. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like the other movie, they they're at one point they're like, "Oh, where's Buddy? Oh, he must have ran off." And like, they're just the dog ran away, and they're just they don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like okay, he's out of the movie now. <laughs> like, but, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but, no, yeah, but, you know. but but yeah, they they have that, and but then there's a cat that shows up. To, I don't know why they decided to switch animals in this movie, but maybe the cat is the more classical, horror, scary type of animal. And cats are the scariest animal. It's true. I've I've seen <laughs> fell a day. Yeah, I know what they do with two cats. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but no it's a it's a very subtle horror movie like it just they kind of start out by they hear nobody is like overly scared in this movie which is just like like a woman like they they wake up in the middle of the night and they can hear a woman crying and at first like uh is somebody in the house and Mm -hmm. 
which uh, Rick says to his sister, Pam, and Pam's just kind of like, oh, because Rick had to go out of town and she's been in the house for three weeks. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you hear it and then it goes away. But I, I've been all throughout the house and can't find where it's coming from. And I'm like, if that was like night one and I heard that, I'm out of there. Like, exactly. Out. Yeah, no, I, I. <laughs> I don't think I could handle that. But yeah, they're so nonchalant about the scariness. Well, actually, I think it ends up being funny because Rick, he kind of acts tough. He's one of those where he's like, you know, like it could it has to be this. There has to be an explanation. But that night that that does happen, he does run back to his room and he looks scared as hell and he gets tucked up in his bed. I thought that was a funny little scene. Yeah, that, that was funny. But I mean, still, I. I don't I couldn't go back to bed after like, um, I wouldn't be getting a good night of sleep. Well, there's a woman crying in my house. I'll just go back to bed. Because <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think ghost. I would be like, who's trapped in the walls here? Where's the that's dungeon? What, that's what I would think too. I was just like, is there somebody here? Like yeah but but no the it goes to ghost i i like um the brother and sister that the sister is way more just like yeah no it's a haunting you know you, you, there's no there's no rational explanation yeah yeah it's it's a ghost it's a ghost obviously and they they do eventually settle that it's a ghost and mm-hmm. it's just again just totally everyone's way too chill on the fact that it's a ghost i'm like where's yeah. the urgency i'm like that's what i find interesting about this movie and like you said that's what makes it like the classic hollywood drama it's like a family drama but oh there's a ghost side character in this movie it's a really interesting way to play it yeah it'd be like it's like a fam. it'd be like a family drama movie like it just like there just happens to be a ghost and they're trying to solve the problem of why there's a ghost rather than mm-hmm why you know like there's a ghost oh my god in the house yeah but and... i i do think the movie actually does have a good mood to it even past that and i i, I have to say the lighting in this movie is absolutely fantastic it, that's what really sets the mood for the movie a lot of dark darkness in this movie i, I that's what i was i'm glad you said that because i was gonna say that movies very there's zero to none on the scales uh, I, I mean for on for scares i mean but mm-hmm. um but in terms of mood and lighting and all that it looks like your traditional like haunted house movie it's yeah. and they do i do like the way they talk about when they walk into rooms and they can just feel death in the room like it, they said it just feels clammy and rotten mm-hmm. and they can there's a feeling of death in the room and i that's one of the that's probably the strongest part of this movie is just the mood setting of this and it it does feel like you're in a haunted house type of movie even though there's not really any scares exactly and i think that's what i like about it it feels very classic in like a frankenstein dracula way because i mean watching those movies now i don't really find them scary but they have a very obvious mood and i think this settles into that really well there's also a little bit of a romance angle in this movie because Rick, Ray Milan's character, starts falling in love with Stella, Gail Russell's character mm-hmm. in the movie. And they it's pretty much kind of starts out as like a Hollywood romance movie, like between them. Like they go on like yeah. a little boat ride and they start to get to know each other. Cause at first, you know, there's kind of like this bickering energy because she didn't want to sell the house and he was mad that she didn't want to sell the house, but they kind of come to a, a mutual understanding and 
they, you know, start falling in love with each other. So, uh, Rick, he does have like an emotion, an invested interest in this girl and her grandfather, Commander Beach, does not want her anywhere near that house. He's like, do not put my granddaughter in the house. Like, I do not want mm-hmm. her in there. And he's like, oh, so you do acknowledge that the house is haunted. So, yeah, it's because <laughs> it, he's trying to downplay the fact because he's even like, because, you know, at first the commander's thinking he's wanting him to sell the house. He's like, I'm not going to sell you that house back. Like, it's your house mm-hmm. now. And, um, but they kind of go on this love thing, but she starts hanging around the house and she starts kind of acting a little erratic. Like she's not, not her normal self. And that's, they come to find out that, you know, her mother ended up was uh, killed in that house or specifically by the, by the cliffs from the, from the house. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a really good scene of her being taken over by the ghost and, running out to the cliff to to almost commit suicide she does get stopped um but it's definitely like an interesting angle and i mean i thought that was the only way it was gonna go i thought that was it she was killed and we need to figure out who the killer is but it becomes really convoluted not in a bad way but it definitely goes like a lot of different directions yeah it was way a lot deeper than I thought it was actually going to go. But mm-hmm. one thing I do want to say leading up to that before we start digging into the murder yeah. was they, uh, they agree to have a seance in the house. That's right. Yeah. And they, it's pre Ouija board time. So mm-hmm. it's uh, all it has is uh, they just throw like these, <laughs> the best way to describe it is it looks like Scrabble letter tiles kind of. Yeah. He calls them anagram tiles at some point. But that to me, it looks like you know you throw a bunch of Scrabble letters yeah. on, a, on on a table, and they have a piece of paper that says no and yes and all <laughs> and that, a, and they, in a wine glass, right? They use and, yeah instead of the little arrow thing or whatever you see in Ouija boards, it's this wine glass, and it's kind of funny at first because they befriend a, a doctor character that lives in town, and they are like setting up the seance and. Pam and Stella are kind of into the whole like yeah this is a ghost we're about to talk to a ghost and like the doctor and Rick's character is like we're gonna like mess with this <laughs> Ouija board and like mm-hmm. kind of point to the answers that they're wanting but then the, the gag was is like the ghost actually is the one controlling mm-hmm. the, Ouija, the the little Ouija board yeah I think even like they they I, one of the characters is like Rick you're pressing down too hard I can tell and he has to take his hands off of it at some point I just kept thinking of if you've ever seen that Ouija board like commercials, like you're moving it. I'm not moving it. Yeah, you are so moving. I'm definitely not moving it. No, I have not seen that, but that sounds really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's always like the the joke is just like the, the yeah. that the Ouija board thing is moving on its own. But um, okay. but um, yeah, it 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 was a good setup though. I, I that part I I liked. That scene is really good. I like that for uh, because th- there's so many seance scenes in movies like past this point. Um, I mean, I haven't seen every movie from before this time, but I can imagine this. You is haven't? The- I haven't actually. I-, I know I say I've seen every movie, but but I would say this is probably one of the earliest seance scenes in a movie, and I I think it's done really well. 
yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And like I said, this is, you don't see this a lot, or I guess at least back then. And even, yeah. even like, cause they have like a, a maid type of character, like a housekeeper. And mm. she's, she sees the uh, anagram on the table and she's like, this is for the devil. Like this is calling on like yeah. devilish spirits that are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was funny. Um, also, we skipped over one line. I have to bring it up really quickly between the brother and sister i forget what the sister says but i think the brother says oh you are tempting me or something along those lines like you, you, like very like a little iffy so once again and it comes up multiple times in this movie this brother and sister they're they're a little close yeah i'm not really sure i mean we say that but like they're they don't they're old enough to own a house together but yeah. they don't live with their parents Mm-hmm. or anything like that so i'm not really sure like i said what the relationship is between them so it's whatever i mean and i mean rick there he has his love interest so yeah they had, i think they had to do that honestly like, yeah so they don't don't get any ideas guys no but... he likes her okay <laughs> yeah but um... uh but we kind of get into the like the mystery with and i we get another character really late in the movie um is her name's miss bird right the character that runs like the um no 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 miss bird was one of the uh the patients in there it was miss hollow holloway that's right miss bird's the one with the the rocks okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. miss holloway runs the crazy home and um and i guess i was i just went up and i looked up some special features because i didn't i don't have the criterion and i saw a turner classic movie thing um and it they were talking about how this character a lot of people perceived her as a lesbian and groups of les groups of lesbian women would go to the movies back then dressed as her I don't know if this is, I mean, it's TCM running this, so I, I'd hope they do some kind of fact checking, but I thought that was the wildest thing I'd ever heard, that this is like a really early, like, lesbian film. Did you get any of that from this character? I, I mean, No, I'm, not I, at I all. Mean, I mean, I'm not one to, like, point out, like, you know, you're wrong, but, and, but they don't ever explicitly say anything about this woman other than she runs this facility. No, I, I did not get this at all. Other other she's more just to me mysterious. Like she's just a mysterious person, but I never got the idea that she was gay in any way. I I just thought it was an interesting thing Turner Classic Movies brought up. Hey, you know what? Props to them. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, we you kind of dig into the mystery of the movie though and she's the one that kind of sheds light on the whole thing because she was her mom's nurse, I believe mm-hmm. at the time. And it turned out that Stella's mom was not actually Stella's mom. Spoilers. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> no. And I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, this twist got me. I wasn't expecting it. It was actually a really well done twist uh, to me. Like I said, convoluted is the word. It took me a few moments. I feel like, it maybe was a little overwritten, but I liked the concept. I liked the idea. I So like, yeah, they don't film this, like I said. So pretty much how like they don't film this as a traditional horror movie. Like whenever they have revelations, they just kind of 
mm-hmm. they just read out like a fact like oh yeah that's that's just how it like oh because the housekeeper i believe is the housekeeper right her yes. name was uh carmel it's a mm-hmm. uh, which is she's a, a a spanish ghost i guess <laughs> Yeah, because she takes over Gail and Gail starts speaking Spanish and they're like, oh, she doesn't know Spanish. Yeah, and it turned out that she had had an affair and they uh, Stella's mom or like who she thought was her mom was not actually her mother and they ended up having a big fight um, and Carmel and uh, Stella was fake mom or whatever ended up falling off the cliff together yeah exactly and they died together and two ghosts haunt this house and then that's kind of um what i thought was interesting was that it was two ghosts the whole time not just one oh and we didn't even talk about how these ghosts look i think it's a really cool special effect for the time how they're kind of hazy and wispy and flow it's not like it's not a scary kind of ghost. It's like a more, I, I guess, realistic's not the right word, but it, it's, it's definitely it, an interesting look at a ghost. Yeah, it's like you don't get a full view of their face. Like you said, mm-hmm. like they, they're kind of wiggly a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. hazy. So it's a little unsettling that you can't see, but yeah. they do see the ghosts at one point. And again, they're not very scared by it. It's like, <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, she was in the room. And that's just, that's just her in the room right now. And yeah uh and like i said too when stella finds out that carmel was her mother she's like oh well carmel was my mother so that makes sense it's just like her whole world was just turned upside down she's like, just like the oh world, wow <laughs> like the person she thought was her mother for her entire life is just oh well that person's my mother that makes sense like oh, okay the ghost just wanted to tell me that thank you that's yeah, pretty much it, how it's played but i she sees it as a real big positive because I guess her mother was very stifling and Mm. very, she said she never felt like she could be herself, but she says, but now that she knows this fact, she can be a lot happier. And you know what? It makes the ghost happy. The ghost starts laughing. It's, it's, Mm. it's happy that Stella Mm. knows this fact. Yeah. But then we still have to deal with the mother ghost in the house. And this is where Ray Milan gets his, I think he should have been nominated for two Oscars here. I'm telling you <laughs> where he throws the can- can- candelabra at the ghost and is like, I'm not scared of you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the scariest part this ghost has done is basically possess Stella to mm-hmm. make her run off the cliff almost twice. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, so, I mean, it's not like anything super scary other than they haven't gotten an, a good night's sleep and probably who knows how long. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was like, that was like the big thing. Like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And she's just like, no. And then she, and, <laughs> My and she power is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one thing ghosts don't want to hear is that you're not scared of them. That's the, that's the big either ghosts hate this one little trick you either have to tell them that you're not scared of them or you have to figure out why they're being why they're scaring you those are the only two things that's the only way i mean if if you got a ghost just talk it out with them hey yeah that's why we got ouija boards yeah exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) the milton bradley had the right idea yeah thanks guys (laughs) or was it parker brothers i don't know i don't know but uh, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's a very nice little movie. Um, one thing I will say, so I wanted to dig into it a little bit, uh, like I said, was uh, Gail Russell, like you said. Um, so one of the stories at the time of this movie is that she uh, – that they, she was not a very good actress is what I was reading. And just oh, really? like, like uh, the producer and screenwriter and the director were all just like, I, I guess she had really extreme stage fright and gotcha. And they said she was good for about like six or seven lines. And then she would just burst into tears and then she had to take time away. Um, the director said, one of the stories is that she had to wear a hat that she didn't like. And then she ended up crying a lot. So, you know, I'm not trying to paint it like she was a prima donna. I'm just trying to paint it as like, she obviously had some type of like something severely going on mental health wise. And Mm -hmm. it just, it was the forties and it wasn't being addressed properly. So it was just Uh, like, Oh wow. What a baby. She's just crying all the time. Right. So the story goes, the legend goes, is that one of the people on makeup said, you know, what helps drinking. And so uh, <laughs> she uh, apparently that's she. Uh, she Here's where it started. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. That's sad. And uh, she uh, she was drinking on this movie to like calm her nerves and if you read like her one of her page is that she had a lot of instances of uh drinking um because after this movie she did have some starring roles in other movies with um that that you know she went on to do but her career kind of like started to put her out like around the 50s um Mm -hmm. a little bit because she uh, was very no- well known as a drunk at this point. So gotcha. six years after this movie, she had gotten into uh, like car accidents, like with that, like drinking and driving infractions. She ran into like near a cafe and like like hit a janitor with her car. And oh my god! So that's kind of like this thing, and uh, she was kind of like she was like she was known for passing out and all this stuff um as well too um she uh and like so around for the next 10 years or so this was kind of going on and then by 1960 she was like you know what i'm i need a she wants she wanted to do like a big comeback or whatever so she started Mm -hmm. having a couple of roles and some tv shows and her last top build movie that she was in was a movie called like the silent call, which is kind of like a, a dog movie, I think. Gotcha. So it, and anyway, uh, the story goes is that she didn't show up one day for work and they found her at home and she was dead with a bottle of vodka next to her. And at the age of only 36. So she was already like, yeah a fading star before she was even 40 yeah which is that's so depressing and the die i mean like an actual cause of death according to like what i've read is just malnutrition from alcoholism that is it's devastating because i actually think no matter what was going on with her being scared i liked her in the movie i actually thought she was a really good presence in the movie 
Oh, definitely. I mean, like I said, I mean, nobody turns in a bad performance. It's mm -hmm. very much like everyone gives a pretty good performance and I thought she did well. Um, no, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I gave her props, but it's just sad to see that, you know, she probably had a real promising career and it mm -hmm. just kind of sputtered out before it even started really. Yeah. Just because someone was like, uh, you need to drink to calm your nerves. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, the forties. I mean, it's just, it wasn't like depression or whatever really wasn't a thing. It was just, it was just, you know, Hey, bury whatever negative thoughts you got and get out there, do the job type of thing. Like, exactly. Uh, like, what are you crying about? <laughs> so, exactly. It very, you know, it's, I, I mean, to be an armchair psychiatrist here, I think she had some form of mental health issue going on. So, mm -hmm. um, but just, just kind of like a neat story that something like that kind of started from this movie and it just kind of led down this path of destruction. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, but like I said, she did a really good job. So, um, and all together, like I said, a really fun mood setting movie. Um, just, I couldn't, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure there, there are other movies from the horror movies, but you know, it's like I said, it's a nice, easy horror movie to watch. Very classy. Mm-hmm pretty much anyone could watch this movie so if you're looking for this one I, i'd give it a pretty strong recommend yeah i agree i think it's a recommend i i think it's a cool like if you like classic hollywood movies it, i think you'll enjoy this one but it also has a nice mood to it so i mean i even think it would fit into a halloween watch list if you're looking for something a little more chill a little more laid back yeah like i said if you're looking for something not so scary this is a perfect one for that mm-hmm but that's going to do it for this week. But Nathan, we want to keep the thrills, chills, and spills. Yeah, sure. Going, yeah, cool. for, going for next week. So Nathan, what are we going to talk about next week? Sound like a car. <laughs> rushing by. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the 1931 version, and that's streaming over on the Criterion channel. Oh, great. I love Spencer Tracy. Wrong. You love <laughs> you love Frederick, Frederick March. March. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the Frederick March version. Cannot wait. We're going to... Which one of us is Dr. Jekyll and which one's Mr. Hyde? Find out on that episode. You'll find <laughs> Or but, in movie um, terms, who's the Ebert? Who's the Siskel? That's that's even better. Mm -hmm. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to give us your thoughts and opinions and tell us, you know, hey, why, why don't you guys pick out some better movies? You know, go over there and email us at driveanddoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to X us on X over on X and excess uh, at didf pod mm -hmm. um, where you can leave us an x and then also check out the patreon once again at patreon.com slash driving double feature podcast but until next time until next time